This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Welcome to another episode of Before My Time. I am your host, Kelsey Laurie, and this week we are talking about our top five favorite hair rock songs. Let's go. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs for good times, the best times, you can't go wrong. We'll two-step, a new step, it won't be long. When the Dixieland is up playing, soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. All right, well, Gelsey, let's let's talk about why we're about to do this, right? Because, I mean, first of all, you and I just, we have a love of 80s hair metal. That's mm-hmm. that's a given. Everyone has a love of 80s hair metal. Like, I feel like there's not one person, like, people that are like, I'm into hip-hop. And you're like, do you like poison? They're all, fuck yeah, I do. And then someone that likes country, they're like, I like country. Do you like Whitesnake? Fuck yeah, I do. Like, everyone loves 80s hair metal. So I did a terrible job I think, of documenting this. Um, But the reason why we picked this is because three different albums all are celebrating an anniversary (laughs) right now. Albums from Cinderella, Poison, and Queen Strike. So we're talking about like some iconic pieces of hair and glam metal. Um, Now, I'm not sure what resource you use to help figure this out, but I just went on the Wikipedia page for glam and hair metal, and there was a lot of bands on there that I was like, I don't know if I would count this in the hair metal category. Yeah, there were some. I kind of used a few different. I mean, I forget how I started. I think I just went to like a mixed playlist of hair metal because I was like, I just need to start seeing, and I was like listening just to get in the mood and have funsies. And then if there was a band and or song that I love, I would write that down and so I I first have it like categorized by bands and then I would put the songs under and then I went like kind of minimized it from there but there there were some that I was like 
where is this? Because if you start getting into glam, I played a glam playlist and they had some songs on there that I was like, what the fuck is this? This is not. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to name a band that I'm sure is somewhere on our list or on our honorable mentions, but it's a prime example, I think, is like Guns N' Roses always feels in a weird category for me because like they definitely have those elements. But like when I think of glam, I am thinking of like poison and like these bands with a big done up hair and they're wearing the spandex and we're like Guns N' Roses just feels like a hard rock band to me like Guns N' Roses feel like it has more in common with Aerosmith than poison to yeah me. I agree it's it's funny because I did write Guns N' Roses at one point um they didn't make it onto my top five list but I do feel like stylistically it's it is hair rock but it's I agree with you like they're not I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then Aerosmith, it's like they are because they have the long hair. The music's right on key. But I don't know. For some reason, I agree. In my brain, I like put Aerosmith in a different category, and I don't know why. So I I read a book um, called Nothing But a Good Time, which is uh, literally the entire history of the uh, L.A. Sunset Strip in the 80s. In that, they, they give a lot of credit to another group that I would never classify as a hair metal, but I understand the influence of, like, Van Halen. And saying like Van Halen, they totally are. See, Van Halen's totally. I see. I struggle with that one because to me, I'm like, no, Van Halen's like classic rock, but that it inspired the bands that then became like the Poisons and the Cinderellas and stuff. Yeah, I I get what you mean, and I kind of can agree to a sense. I mean, but then like David Lee Roth goes off and becomes like a hair. That's I see, and that's where it becomes weird because David Lee Roth, you're right, undeniably glam solo artist (laughs) yeah but i think i think the thing is is that the bands that were kind of going are they aren't they be it the aerosmith the van halens they all started in the 70s yeah and so they like you said they inspired them but then they continued into the 80s and that's where that confusion of just like these they continue into the groups of what they inspired but so yeah i know what you mean they're not quite as like over the top glam as as some of the other bands that then came up in the 80s with like the hair and the makeup and the bleh. I think I think David Lee Roth just is hair. All right. I'll, so. I'll take that. All right. So let's start with your number five on your list. And let's keep in mind that probably for both of us, these are approximate order <laughs> because we're both really bad at like <sighs> thinking about it too deeply on what would be number one or number four or number three or whatever. I know. I, I This one is like one of like the biggest like I really don't think there's much of a I'm gonna try to like you said put them in the order but I they're all kind of just it is what it is so I'm gonna start us off with a classic we are gonna start with some poison okay and you know what I want to do when I listen to this music I want to have nothing but a good time Matt (laughs) there we go I'm starting my number five Nothing but a good time, Poison. I couldn't put this on. So, again, I've said this a lot. I feel like I'm always quoting my resume and CV on this podcast. But I did do the national tour of Rock of Ages. So a lot of these songs do kind of have, like, also a hit home and have an emotional tie because they were in Rock of Ages, which basically is a musical that's all hair metal or hair rock. So... We did nothing but a good time was like literally how we opened the show. And I fucking love this. It, it, It just gives you everything you want. First of all... Poison is going to be one of the top hair bands. I mean, you just look at them. They have everything you could want. They've got literally the hair, the crazy outrageous, you know, tight pants, don't give a fuck attitude. And this music video, 
is everything I want. You know, it starts off with a kitchen and a guy listening. He's like, I don't pay you to listen to rock and roll. And he's washing dishes. And then the radio's like, next up, we have poison. And he kicks open the service door. And it opens this, like, open warehouse where it's like a... A stage and they're doing a concert and there's no one there but it's fireworks and the big neon sign poison and then it's just them singing nothing but a good time and I was like thank you they understood the assignment yeah so down to the music video I do I pulled up the music video for all of these because I I feel like that was a crucial thing also with hair rock was the music videos because now we have MTV in the 80s that whole game changed and so it, it at the same time it's all developing it's none of these songs don't have a music video that's epic and that was part of like some of the songs you love because of the music video i would i would even argue makeup and tight pants i would make an argument that the genre only truly succeeded because of mtv because i think so many of these bands Mm -hmm. not to say that the songs are bad but the visual element is really what sold these bands to teenagers in the 80s was physically seeing them playing the live shows and stuff like that, and MTV opening that door. Mm-hmm. Um, Poison is on my list, but not Nothing But A Good Time was not the song I oh, went with for that. Well, it's so hard. There's so many good ones, but this is from the album Open Up and Say Ah. It was released April 6, 1988. It was recorded in 1987. And this is one of their higher you know, charting songs. It charted number six on the Billboard Top 100, which is... Pretty damn good. Yeah, that's pretty impressive right there. So my number five is a band that kind of was like at the very tail end. We're talking late 80s, early 90s when this band hits. And I actually really struggled to figure out what song I wanted to do by this group because I genuinely think that their self-titled debut album is one of the finest albums in rock history. But I went with Skid Row and the song I picked was Youth Gone Wild. Did you have Skid Row anywhere else on your list? Okay, perfect. Then we can go into it a little bit. Uh, So obviously you had the power ballad, I Remember You, which is a great power ballad. I think the highest charting song was 18 uh, 18 to Life, um, which is kind of in that weird Mm -hmm. element of rock and ballad. It's, It's a little bit slower, but it's got like this kid from the hard streets type song. But for me... It's that youth gone wild, man. It starts off with that dun dun dun, dun <laughs> and then you know the dun 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 dun, like guitar riff kicks in, and it's got that kind of like sing along anthem chorus of like they call us problem childs, they walk an endless mile, <laughs> like we are the youth gone wild. Like I love that song, and I love Skid Row. I think Skid Row is great. I love Sebastian Bach. I think Sebastian Bach is a super underrated frontman and vocalist. So yeah, that I, I mean, I don't have much more I want to dig in there, but uh, Skid Row absolutely, to me, had to be in my top five. All right. I uh, My number four, I just quickly ordered them for myself. This, I, it's not a surprise this is going to be on someone's top five. I'm going with number four, Def Leppard, Pour Some Sugar On Me. I mean, how could you not, except that I didn't. Step inside, walk this way, you and me, babe. Hey, hey. How can I deny? I mean, it's, you just hear immediately the walk inside, walk this way. Yeah. And it actually says he was inspired by Aerosmith and Run DMC's version of Walk This Way. 
Back to Rock of Ages, this is not why I picked this song, but if you ever do audition for a production of Rock of Ages, this song is not in the show, but this is the audition that they make you do. They they have the same choreography to this, and it's so, they make you, they suggest you bring knee pads, because if you don't, and I've done it once, your knees will be bleeding. I mean, you're on the floor grinding, full 80s music video, you're the girl in the car, it's just, it feels so good. But um, yeah, we got... Def Leppard, this did, it reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 on July 23rd, 1988, behind Hold On To The Nights, Richard Marks. It's considered the band's signature song, and it is ranked number two on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s. So it is definitely high up there. It's and up there, and it's it was similar, recorded. I was going to mm-hmm. say similar to what I said with Youth Gone Wild, an absolute sing-along anthem. Like, you cannot play oh. that song in a bar or at a club or at a wedding without people singing along at the top of their lungs. It's so true. And it it's, you're going to, the minute it turns on, everyone always goes, oh, yeah. it's just one of those like, and it's that guitar. It said he was, um, they were recording the album Hysteria, which this is on. And lead singer Joe Elliott was jamming with a riff that he'd come up with two weeks earlier on the acoustic guitar. And their producer, Matt Lang, uh, Mutt Lang, uh, suggested they develop it into their next song, which is kind of what they did. But that, um, that, it's just so, I mean, I immediately want to just get on the floor and do the thing. And it, it is so good. It's, it's also a very well-constructed song. I know we talk about that a lot because you have the opening guitar riff, which kind of gives you that motor run and like, fuck yeah. And then going into the, uh, I actually realized I don't know a lot of the lyrics to hair metal. I didn't realize how much I kind of in my life just kind of mumble along. And I was like, ooh, ouch, which I normally give myself a lot of shit for not knowing lyrics, but for some reason, this song I'm fine with. But it is, it's the the bridge into the chorus. The take me out, You know what part I'm talking take about? Take the bottle, drink it up, it up pour some <laughs> Into that, I just realized I do know those lyrics. I don't know why I was pretending like I don't. You said that, I was like, duh. It's fine. It's Friday. It's been a long week. I've worked a lot. It's a great, I mean, that gets you revved up. To me, like, the job of a bridge or anything that comes right before a chorus, because sometimes a bridge isn't always going to be before every chorus, but to me, it's it's foreplay, and it's like the ultimate buildup right before a climax well, of so, that chorus. So I'm going to throw some music uh, terminology here, and I keep in mind, I am about as much as a musician as you are, uh, but you're also a better singer than me. But I believe you're describing a pre-chorus because I think a bridge only happens once and it's once. near the end of the song. And I think it literally gets its name because it it changes the style of the song a little bit, but mm-hmm. bridges it from that back into like usually a key change or something comes through that that moment. But yes, the pre-chorus in this song is unbelievably catchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it is sometimes I like those better than I think I've talked about it before I don't know when but Tiny Dancer is like yeah. an example because the oh how I feel so Ooh. real lying here like I love that more than the hold me closer but it is sometimes when you're in the bedroom it, the moment right before you have that climax is better than the climax itself and that's what I think a great rock and roll song does there we go Gelsey bringing it to high. filth um, as usual <laughs> <laughs> this kind of music you can't not. This is down straight, sexy fucking. No, tunes. I agree. Well, I do want to hit real quick there. Um, they have two music videos to this song. There were two versions. The more famous U.S. version was just them on stage, which that was a very popular 
music video style was just put them on stage and just film them as if they're at a concert. Yeah. And that's kind of what they did. But the one that was in the UK, I like better. They're in a house singing and the house is being demolished. There's a wrecking ball and there's kind of these like hard ass looking chicks, not like glammed up sexy, a little more like rough around the edges and they're all hammered, sledging the walls down and this, that. And they're just sitting singing as this house is being brought down around them. And it was, it's so fucking rock and roll. It's awesome. I love it. Nice. Um, all right. Well, my number four is a song that I'm willing to bet there's a chance you've never even heard this song. Because uh, I don't think it was that big of a hit. The band was not that popular. But for some reason, when I think of hair metal, this is one of the first songs that jumps to my mind. So my memory of this song, the first time I ever heard this song was uh, as a kid watching those commercials for like monster rock or like power ballads. And it's a song by a group called Firehouse called Don't Treat Me okay. Bad. It's like, baby, don't treat me bad. This could be the best thing that you've ever had. Like, it's, I don't know why this song has stuck out to me, but it fucking rips like it is so good it is constantly if i'm going on a road trip it's on my road trip mix like it is one of my all-time favorite songs uh firehouse never really blew up uh but i figured hey you know what a couple people listen to this show and i would like those people to go and check out the song don't treat me bad by firehouse because it's a great song that i think should be uh more beloved and obviously you know, you'll hear a clip of it while I'm talking, but Firehouse, Don't Treat Me Bad, great start with like an acoustic guitar, and it just keeps building, and then when the whole band kicks in on the chorus, uh, it's just off to the races. It's a perfect song. So that's my that's my number four. Again, keeping it kind of short I like right it. now. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. No, I just realized I'm uh, hitting on my number three, and I've, I've hit another band that is that questionable, are they, aren't they hair metal All right. or hair rock, and I... Even Wikipedia doesn't necessarily list this, and it's Journey. I think Journey counts. I think Journey definitely counts. I, okay. I, I think they're in that same category they were talking about with Aerosmith, where it's like they have this they, classic rock. they started in the rock. 70s. Yeah. Like it's because they, they all started in the 70s and grew into the, the hair rock But like you can't, era. well, what song are you about to pick? Because I was going to, I'll name another song that I think is undeniably hair rock, but. It's not Don't Stop Believing. Okay. What song is it? It's Separate Ways. I was literally going to say, you cannot convince me Separate Ways isn't a hair metal song. It's so fucking good. Just the start of the... Like, it's, I get so revved up, and then, like, the way it builds, dun, 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 and it's dun, such, dun, dun, here we stand, heart and broken, heart and pain. Um, first of all, Steve Perry, incredible. Like, and that's not denying that he's probably one of the top vocalists of the rock and roll world ever. I've also met Steve Perry, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's gotten talked to me for, like, 15 minutes. I've heard I was, nothing but no good things was, about him. Yeah. Oh, I, I just absolutely was like, well, I didn't think I could love you more. Um, I know I've shared this but, story on a million different podcasts, but when I was a kid, our next door neighbor, <laughs> our next door neighbor had 
the Journey's Greatest Hits album. And I can't say that he loved that album as much as I can say he loved three specific songs on that album over and over and over again in a nonstop loop. Um, and it was uh, Wheel in the Sky, Don't Stop Believing, and Separate Ways. So there were summers where we would be swimming and every roughly 10 minutes you'd hear because he would just listen to those three songs in a constant rotation on these giant speakers that we could hear from our backyard uh, for for hour, for days and hours just those three songs uh, and Separate Ways is the one I still love need. because it Separate Ways honestly and it's obviously Don't Stop Believing is, is their most popular and everyone I got a little burnt out from I Don't Stop Believing I still love it everybody is I think everybody doesn't again, want to admit it was it. our finale I know it was the finale song for Rock of Ages and all of these. I mean, I did a lot of these every night and I didn't burn out, but there was just something. So it's almost too like go happy, like, yay, don't stop believing it. It doesn't have that like grit to it that I love about rock and roll in general, but the grit of a specifically hair metal or I keep saying metal hair rock. Um, some of these are a little metally, but yeah, but separate ways hits just that like it's and it reminds me i want to talk about the song itself a little bit but it has that angst of like that passionate lovers oh i know i gotta leave but i can't and this and that just that that kind of feeling which i love when someone can get that across in a song now this song was written and recorded in 1982, released 1983, but it was written and recorded, sorry, written and composed during the Escape Tour. It wasn't exactly um, obvious when it was first performed, but some sources say that they were at a concert in 1982 and singer Steve Perry told the crowd, we just wrote this song about two weeks ago, and then they sang it. Their guitarist, Neil Schoen, recalled the first time it was played live and he says it doesn't matter where we put the song because it always had a strong effect on the audience all the way back to the first time we played it before it was even recorded it was written on tour and we threw it in the set to see how it go the audience had an amazing reaction to it without even knowing what it was and that is I think so true and why I love it so much because even if you've never heard this song before and it's the first time you would just be like holy shit like ground shattering it, it was it's it was one of two songs that got me into journey in all honesty like mm-hmm. i remember hearing it on probably my dad listening to like classic rock radio and me being like what is this song like and it would just be stuck in my head like i wouldn't know exactly the words at the time but i'd be walking around being like huh 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 like it's just very catchy and then obviously the other one was you know my dad loving Caddyshack so hearing any way you want it um, in the movie Caddyshack and being like man this song's great too okay so this music video um it's kind of funny. It's them. It's, this is a cheesy in, ass music next video. Next to the Mississippi yeah. River, and it's so funny. It's like one set. Their keyboards on the wall. One. It's and then there's just kind of them playing in this wharf with this random super eighties like short hair styled um, chick just kind of walking around. They're like playing like non existing instrument. They're like air playing at some point. Yeah. Like it was just so wild and bizarre. But it's everything you would expect from a nineteen eighties rock. You're like yes, this is. But um. Supposedly during the filming of this, it was a little difficult because Perry kept retreating to his camper to keep warm. And it also was complicated by the presence of his then girlfriend, Sherry Swafford, who was on set. Um, They were told that they can't bring their wives or girlfriends to the shoot. So um, that was kind of already a problem. But other members hated how Swafford 
affected Perry and that tension that she created when she was around. She was reportedly very jealous of the young woman in the video, who was a local model, Margaret Olmsted. Shout out to Margaret. Hey, girl, hope you're doing good. And she kept <laughs> demanding that she was taken out of the music video. And there was, like, big kicking and screaming sessions that they were called. Um, Sherry was giving Steve a very bad time about that girl. So mm. I wonder. I didn't realize that that's Sherry. I wonder if she inspired. Oh, oh Sherry. Sherry, I'm in love. Maybe. That's one of oh. my favorite Steve Perry songs. Also in Rock of Ages. All right. So my number three is, an, I think, another one actually parallels beautifully with separate ways because I think the song that I have is also a song that is just becoming this anthem song for people, right? It's a song that people sing along with. It kicks off with an iconic synth part before it starts to really rock out. Uh, And the band is Europe and the song is the final countdown. (laughs) Like, Oh, how could, yeah. It is. I mean, you're of such a great final countdown. Is yeah. That like, how do you not come up with that keyboard part and immediately be like, we've got a hit? <laughs> <They're so> like, <laughs> I know now. It just sounds like such a joke, but it's like this is gonna be a hard rock, yeah. But you're just like, this, there's no way that this song doesn't become one of the biggest songs in rock and roll music history. Like, how did it's no so... one get to that keyboard part before them? It took. <laughs> took the entire history of music until like 1983 i want to say when this album came out and that whole album side note final uh, final countdown that entire record is also just hit after hit cherokee heart of stone danger on the tracks like every song on it's great so another big recommend <laughs> yeah, and that was another song in Rock of Ages. We also did that was uh, the beginning of Act Two starts with Final Countdown, and it's one of the girls comes out with like a kind of like a flame flower thrower, and it's like this huge dramatic. It, it was fit perfectly. All right, you're number Great, two. We've got no overlaps. I'm loving this. <laughs> I know. I'm actually really surprised. That's where I think when we just do like one band, obviously there's going to be more overlaps. But this is such a wide variety, and there's so many great songs. Like, I want to take some time to really do the honorable mentions well because I do have quite a few songs that I it yeah. like hurts that yeah. they weren't stay, on this list. Stay but. after the ads for some. I've got like at least five honorable mentions. Yeah, that like, like I have to talk about. Yeah. Okay, but anyways, number two is of course here I go again. White Snake. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Could not, A, put White Snake on my list. I did, that was, I told you I, I kind of put each band first and then I would put the songs. And um, I don't mean to go into honorable mention, Still of the Night was very questionable because I love Still of the Night. But Here I Go Again has become just a personal anthem in my life. Um, I think it's another one of those songs that you just feel the fan blowing and I feel like I'm on a car grinding when it gets into the chorus. and ugh. But, um... Also, I just, it was the act one finale song of Rock of Ages. And then I also, before that, on one of my cruise ship contracts, did a trapeze act to this song. So I just feel like this song's always in my life. And I feel like the lyrics I relate to a lot. It was released in 1982 on their album Saints and Sinners as a power ballad. So I did get one of those on there. And they actually recorded two versions of this. David Coverdale 
wrote it, who's the lead singer, and Bernie Marsden, who's their lead guitarist. They wrote it together. There's um, the most notable difference between there's the original and the re-recorded versions is the slight change in bluesy lyrics and pace. They also changed the lyrics. Um, it used to be going down the only road I've ever known, like a hobo I was born to walk. Oh, alone. and they changed it to drifter. So if you listen one of the yeah. versions, and they changed it to drifter. Um, Originally, it was Drifter. They changed it to Hobo, and then they changed it back to Drifter. There was another song they already had that mentioned a Drifter, and so they were like, oh, let's change it. I don't think it moves as well either. Like I, It doesn't. Drifter well, the first time I heard better. that version, yeah. yeah, I was singing Drifter, and I had it on like one of my iTunes. This was like months ago, and I remember having it on, and I was like, what is wrong with this pace? It's so much slower. Yeah. It's like, here I go again on my... And I was like, oh my God, I yeah. feel like can like do a line, and... And I kind of like the fast pace. I like the more aggressive. <laughs> That's right. I just told them to do more Yeah, coke. do cocaine. Um, Speed this up. Do cocaine. Make rock better. Do drugs. <laughs> like, I've already said it. Rock and roll is better if you just do drugs. Like, I'm sorry for those that have OD'd and sacrificed their lives, but you died for the art so we could have better music. I Dear thank you Lord. for your heroin and coke and speed consumption so I can rock out before I get into my shower. All right. Thank so you. On, on that note. <laughs> yes. On that note. Don't let me, don't cut me off from my tangents. So this is another, this music video is a classic them on stage singing, which I'm not mad at those music videos. Because but it's the girl on the car. Performers. I mean, that is what sold this song. It's the girl on the car. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the most famous. I feel like when you think of an 80s rock music video, this is what you think of. Is this. So I do love it for that. Going back, oh my God. Yeah, so they changed the lyrics. They had two different versions. I like the faster version. I like Drifter better. Um, I don't like Hobo. It just, because that's not what they are to me. And I kind of can take these lyrics as a personal thing as being an artist, being an entertainer, not knowing what's next for me. I'm currently in this like stressful phase of my life right now where it's just like, I don't know where I'm going, but I do know where I've been. And I've always been alone. You know, this is a lonely journey to the top. And so, yeah, this this chorus has definitely become a personal anthem in my life. It was the band's only number one. It did hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 October 10th, 1987, and it was their only number one. But, uh, I mean, come on, number one. Yeah. There were two music videos because the 1982 music video features the band on stage, and then it was the 87 re-recording that you get the model Julie E., quote, Tawny Katane, who was married to David Coverdale, from 89 to 91. And so she, you know, is is the memorable thing. She's fucking um, a car. Let's just, call, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, it's she's fucking a car. <laughs> but, yeah. um, and they brought, oh my God, wait, listen to this. They brought choreographer Paula Abdul to the set to show some moves to Tawny, but only to positively exclaim that she couldn't show her anything. She's just like, yep, she's I that, she's doing it. Yeah, she's got, That's she's, we're gonna leave she's it. nailing it. Um, There's no dance moves for me to show. So the only group, I mean, I don't know your number one, but I'm pretty sure your number one is not the same as my number one. So the only group, it seems, that we both put on our top five is Poison. Um, I went with a different song. You went with Nothing But A Good Time. Now let's just call it what it is right now. Poison has so many good songs. <laughs> like, Oh my God, I think I know what you're going to say. There's Nothing no, But A Good Time. There's Unskinny Bop. There's I Want Action. There's Talk Dirty to Me. There's there's so many, but the song that I love more I than any is. other Poison song is Fallen Angel. Oh, I was wrong. What song did you think I was going to say? 
Every Rose Has a Thorn. No, I mean, that's a great ballad. I but, love that song. I love that song. But Fallen Angel, man, I don't know what it is. That opening guitar riff, that chorus that just gets stuck in your head where it's like, Live big, mama's fallen angel. Do these, living out your life. <laughs> Uh, I've heard so many covers of it, I, I but there's something about this song about, you know, a, a girl going bad. The the classic theme of a love song from an 80s hair metal song. The, the good girl gone bad and the the rock musicians on the Sunset Strip that love her. Uh, so. I just opened a, a picture from 2008 of Poison playing and it's like... <laughs> Their hair to start with has they have more hair than I do. And I'm I mean I'm getting to that age, I guess, but like get out. All these men with that hair, get out, and their faces are so plasticky, tan. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely it's, it was the age of excess. I don't know what to tell you, but I mean, and that's what they were built on. That's yeah. their whole image is image and, and that glam. So it's like I don't I don't blame them. I don't blame anybody that that's who they are. I mean, look at like Dolly Cher. I, I salute them, and I'm like, yeah, that's who they are. Yeah. So, I'm here for but it. You're number one. That's what we we're all here for. What's your number one hair metal song? I could not fucking deny how off this song gets me. If that's a correct sentence, that is. It is 1984's "Looks That Kill" from Motley Crue. <laughs> Motley Crue made my honorable mentions, but not that song. Motley Crue didn't make your top five? No. Motley Crue had to be on my top. I, they're Motley fucking Crue. Yeah. I mean, they are hair metal. Like, they are hair rock. They are the epitome. They have the best makeup. They have the best hair. They have the best lead singer. It's the they best used, music video. They so used that's to have what... the best lead singer. Seeing him live now is is sad. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's We're not taking any of these as now. Like... That's why there's a reason that like Aerosmith, Rolling Stones, that like they are in a own special god yeah touch god tier because they're because actually they still good still, yeah they're still so good these guys anyone from the 80s outside like none of these I would <laughs> any yeah um so yes Motley Crue this track was written by bassist Nikki Six and it spent ten weeks on the Billboard Top 100 peaking at number 54 which isn't that high but this music video is really what did it and it's that it's the post-apocalyptic setting where they trap a group of women in a cage while performing the song in the middle of a video the warrior queen played by wendy berry what up wendy hey hey hope you're doing good she appears to release the women before confronting the band um and then they follow her she disappears and then leaves a flaming pentagram on the ground i just want to give a shout out to all these women that were like this was their prime this is when they were hot and now they're older, and that's difficult, Matt, for, you know, I just hope these women are doing well. I'm, I hope they're all right. I'm sure they are. Uh, Their tits are sagging, and I hope they're happy. <laughs> uh, you're going to laugh. they did that in her work. You're going to laugh and make fun of me for what I put as my number one, because it's another group similar to some of the ones that we've said where it's like questionable. Wait, are we done with, are we done talking about Looks That Kill? I, I mean, unless you have more you to don't add. Love that, <laughs> you don't love that song enough to... I guess so. The Motley it, Crew. Do is just... The Motley Crew song that I would have put on there because you know me, I'm a ballads guy. I love Home Home Sweet Home. I think Home Sweet Home might be one of the best <laughs> like, ballads of I the '80s. But disagree. But I, okay. I don't know why I love that song, but I do. Um, and also, I, I 
even with looks that kill, I think I would go kickstart my heart over if looks could kill. See, and I do. I love kickstart yeah. my heart. I love Doctor Feelgood. Those are all like very honorable. But something about the even shout at the devil, like like it's something about that song revs my motor and it's my top five. And so that there it you just go. yeah and, no yeah, absolutely it just it, it's just it's definitely of all of the Motley Crue hits, it's probably the one I think about the least. So I have so little to add. Uh, but that's all right, because at least you picked a song people Fair have enough. heard of, whereas my number one... <laughs> oh, did you pick, like, a fucking B-side of a band that was, like, only popular in Ireland? Well, it's undeniable shit. that this band was popular, but it is... Uh, this is definitely not one of their famous songs. Um, so in the 70s, there was a band that made a lot of traction, we'll say, and it is easy to point to this band as a group that inspired a lot of glam and hair metal and as the years went wound into the 80s and even the early 90s, this band definitely shifted their sound more towards hair and glam. And that band, of course, is Kiss. Uh, and the song that I picked, though, is legitimately, Gelsey, if you ask me to rank like my 100 favorite songs of all time, it is very possible this song ends up in my top 50 easily. And... Okay. It is the closing credit song to the movie Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, performed by Kiss, and that is God Gave Solid. Rock and Roll to You Part 2. Which is based around just a chorus repeated over and over and over again of... God gave rock and roll to you. Gave rock and roll to you. How is that better than Motley Crue? I'm telling you, man, this because in the plot of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, it brings world peace. Like it's the song that shut. it's the song that I'm about to just shut this <laughs> recording off right now. Uh, I love Bill and Ted, but I'm about to shut this down real fast. But yeah, I guess I just gave my reasoning of it's like it's my top five, so it's your top five, yeah. whatever. But you do what you want but with yeah, it. I'll it's, be over here. You know what? When when everyone's listening to this episode, and as I fade the music back in on the chorus just before this ad break, they'll go, you know what, Matt? That is the perfect number one song to end this top five list. You and I have both said that we have an insane amount of honorable mentions. So let's go to commercials and then we'll come back and we'll, right. we'll try to give all of these honorable mentions their, their due time. Yeah, I'd like to. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, festive podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics.
Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. All right, Kelsey, so what I'm thinking is for the for the sake of time, let's say like we'll go back and forth and it's like say everything you love about that song in like 30 to 60 seconds and we'll just keep bouncing back and forth. All right. Okay. I will start with. Okay. This one almost made my top five like really close and it's Mr. Big. I'm the one who wants to be with you. It's a softer song for hair, Matt Rock, but it's one of those ones, just the immediate, hold on, little girl. It's that you can hear that emotion and I'm the one who wants to be with you. I think it's also a beautiful love song. It's just, I sing it to myself to make myself feel better when I'm crying alone in my bed. All right, that's a great one. Uh, I'm going to throw to another one that is one of those like kind of godfathers of hair metal, which is of course, Twisted Sisters, We're Not Gonna Take It. Like, I mean, what an anthem. What If we're talking, music videos like what what more iconic music video do you have than Twisted Sister somehow making references to Animal House and Looney Tunes in a three minute and talk about hair and makeup you can go next my next one I'm gonna keep it with Sister and I'm gonna go with Night Ranger's Sister Ooh, Christian one. <laughs> I uh, you can't not deny that motor <laughs> and it's the build-up. It's the dun 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 dun. Sister Christian, all the time has. You know, I love a song that has an energy shift from soft to fucking hard. That's why I love those Led Zeppelin songs. So yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Is just god damn it, it's good. All right, um, go. I'm gonna go with what is basically like a hair metal and '70s classic rock uh, supergroup, and I'm going with Damn Yankees, High Enough. Oh, I almost put, I didn't quite make my honorable match. See, all these songs are in Rock of Ages, so I like saying the background yeah. for that backstage, and I know the alto. Dude, high you know. enough is, I can't deny it, dude, that can you take me high yeah, enough? Yeah. Does that, yeah. Dude, it's so good. So, yeah, I had to throw that right. one on there. All right, bouncing all right, back to I you. Will match, I will match that ballad, and I'm going to give you Warrant's Heaven. Love Heaven. Ooh, heaven yeah. isn't too far away. Warren, just an underrated band in general, I feel like. War- and Cherry, Cherry Pie, Pie also Cherry, I know, rips, that yeah. was another tough one to not put on, but I feel like I had to go with Pour Some Sugar on Me versus Cherry Pie. Those were like the two I kind of... I think one's they, way more iconic. I think you Pour Some Sugar, just it, yeah. it beat Cherry Pie. But yeah, Warren is a great... Uh, ain't gonna swing with your daughter no more. She's yeah. my, my so good. Uh, well, I, if we're still talking ballads, uh, I know that we kicked off this episode debating if they really count as a hair metal band or not. Um, and because of that debate, it's pretty much the only thing that kept them off of my top five. Uh, I think it's one of the finest songs in rock and roll history, Guns N' Roses' November Rain. Just this nine-minute ballad that just every piece of it feels iconic. One of the best guitar solos Slash has ever recorded. Uh, and again, talk about music videos. What a, like mega video that people have like remembered for ages it's usually in the conversation of greatest music videos of all time usually in the top 10 or top five i wrote uh, down with good paradise reason. city i yeah, know it's I mean, such sure. a stereotypical but i just i i can't deny when it comes on how happy i get i mean there's a million ones you could I go with the welcome, to the, love, jungle, like, welcome to the jungle welcome to the jungle so good i yeah. think the reason i love paradise city so much though is can't hardly wait 
Like that I was, movie I made mean, me love that song even more. When it's like, fair. I can't do you feel have my more? Legs. <laughs> I do. Um, and we'll finish out with Quiet Riot. Come on, feel the noise. Okay. Uh, then I will. I, I have to shout out to one just for the joke of it all and one for the sincerity. Um, we represented almost no female vocalists and there was one female vocalist. Know, poor girls. There's one female vocalist who had what is such a good song. I got to shout out Lita Ford's Kiss Me Deadly. It is I such a good song. I knew you were going to do Lita. Yeah. It's the such a good is, song. <laughs> I feel like the girls of hair rock were their own subgenre. Like, you know, you have the yeah. Go-Go's, Vixen, Lita. And, yeah. Um, Pat Benatar, like they were like to me, '80s female rockers. It's just a different category in my brain yeah. than because no, that's... part of the thing is I need men with long hair and makeup. I from it's very very fair. Yeah, a drag queen's not a drag queen if it's just a woman dressing up like a woman on stage. <laughs> like yeah, it's... I want men in tight pants. And heels. <laughs> the other one that I wanted to shout out, and the uh, it comes with a very quick story. I bought Bon Jovi "Slippery When Wet" years ago. And I was driving around listening to it, and obviously you know the songs on that, right? You've got uh, You Give Love a Bad Name, mm-hmm. Want It Dead or Alive, Living on a Prayer, right. they're all on there, right? Then this song, Raise Your Hand, comes on, and I'm like, why do I know all of the words to this song when I am confident I've never heard this song in my entire life? And it became my favorite song in the album. The reason I know the song is that it's the song that plays in Spaceballs to introduce... <laughs> to introduce uh, the John Candy and Bill Pullman. It's the oh, you got a nasty reputation. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Like so that makes me so happy. That's I was like I have to shout at the song because we love Mel Brooks here at Before we My we Time love and balls. and you know there are so many songs we left on the board so and many. if people are pissed off that we didn't name one of their favorites, where can they go to to really vent their rage? Yeah, let us know how pissed you are in your rock and roll rage. On Instagram, you can find us at beforemytime underscore podcast or on Facebook, just type in before my time. We will pop up right on our wall. DM us, comment on our last post and let us know what your favorite hair rock songs are. Also, if you have a quick second, we would love it if you left us a review, specifically maybe five stars. I don't know. It gets us in front of more listeners like yourselves to hear me talk about nonsense. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will (laughs) see you soon. Bye. Welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. 
And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 